0: Welcome to Atari Bites, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 250. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. We did it. We made it to the big 250. Woohoo! Imagine balloons and confetti and people in tuxedos and stuff. Actually, we have nothing like that here. I'm just sitting at this table doing a show. So imagine what you like. I do have a guest host today who's here. Sophie. Sophie's here today. Woo, woo. Henry would be here, but he's busy giving the refrigerator water dispenser an enema, so he's uh, unavailable. We're having water dispenser problems, so he is busy feeding a tube up through the water dispenser outlet to try and unclog whatever is blocking the system. You know, uh, first world problems and all that. So we will press on without him. What's new, Sophie?
1: It's November.
0: It is. It's November 1st as we're recording this. This is our first recording since Sean Connery passed away. That was sad news from uh, Hollywood. Connery. Wait. Yes.
1: Sean like Pie Factory Sean?
0: Uh, yeah. I guess we're giving a, a shout out to Pie Factory Sean and Jim. How you doing, guys? So, yes. They both happen to have the same name.
1: But he didn't die.
0: No. As far as I know, Sean. Oh. Sean, Courtney, you're still alive, right? Okay, good. He's still alive. Oh. Boy, it'd be awkward if it turns out that he's not. But as far as I know, you you still are. So, Sean Connery, apparently not the greatest person in real life, but certainly a huge presence on screen. Uh, From James Bond to Indiana Jones to The Untouchables. Man, The Untouchables is a great movie. We watched that in high school. My high school class watched that as part of a a class assignment. I can't imagine them sending out permission slips for people to watch The Untouchables now. What kind of movies do you watch in school now, Sophie?
1: We watched *Door to Door*, *Coco*, um, *Ghostbusters*, and *16 and Pregnant*.
0: Yeah, so *The Intouchables* is a movie about fighting Al Capone and the mob during the 1920s Prohibition era, and they run around and, and shoot people and stuff. I cannot imagine, and I watched that. I think, I think I was a sophomore too. We watched that in class at school. I can't imagine them sending a permission slip saying you were going to watch The Untouchables. Different times, different times. So, my suggestion is, you guys, go watch some James Bond movies if you want. The The Bond movies are fine. But for my money, Sean Connery and The Untouchables, way cooler. So, you know, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Connery.
1: You don't have to do anything he tells you.
0: Says my kid. That's what my life is like. She's telling you all just kind of what goes on in my normal day today. You don't have to do anything that he tells you. That's great. Uh, Bug's here, though. She does what I tell her.
1: Yeah, you di- You only said one special guest.
0: Oh, we forgot. Yeah, Bug's here, too. Bug probably doesn't have any thoughts about today's game. For those of
1: guess. you new people, she's the dog.
0: Yeah, she's the dog. I think people know that by now.
1: You might have new, new listeners.
0: I might. Once in a while, I get a new listener. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else going on?
1: I finally start my sophomore classes. I finally start my sophomore classes. It's November. Well, yeah, but last term was all my freshman classes I had to finish.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because of COVID. Of course, the last, uh, the end of the last school year was messed up. So now you're on track again, sort of. Yeah. Well, that's good. Before I forget and we move on to something else, we did get some feedback to the uh, last week's episode, 249, Chase the Chuckwagon. Michael Tyler over on the Patreon commented, Chase the Chuck Wagon is the perfect combination of being ludicrously super rare and overpriced and awful gameplay. Unfortunately for Purina, my cat prefers nine lives. That is, if I owned a cat. Uh, I don't know what you mean there, Michael. Are you saying that you prefer nine lives? You know, if you go a couple aisles over in the store, they have people food too. So you might want to check that out. For the record, my cat doesn't eat either nine lives or Purina. I don't think. She eats some sort of weird pate that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Welcome, by the way, to our future sponsor, Nine Lives. Uh, A little shout out there for you guys. And thanks to Michael for commenting on the show. If anyone else would like to comment on anything related to this show, or anything really, you can do that in one of the ways that we'll talk about at the end of the show. All right. Well, if that's all we got to do as far as chat stuff, let's get on to this week's game, shall we? Sophie's less than impressed. We'll talk about that in a minute. This week's game is Air Raiders from M Network 1982 This is a flight simulator The object of the game is to blast enemy aircraft out of the sky And dodge ground missiles Three exclamation points Zero in on enemy planes Bank left, bank right, dive, climb out Watch your elevation, keep track of the Fuel, run out of ammo Land and refuel, take off again Oh, I should have paid attention to the instructions I didn't know you could land and refuel I guess you can get more ammo too I should have paid more attention to the instructions before I did the field report. It's a dogfight. You're against the enemy. You're the pilot, gunner, and navigator all in one. Enemy planes are buzzing you. Anti-aircraft ground forces are shelling you. Get an enemy plane in your sights and fire. Try to shoot down as many as you can. If ground fire, parentheses, flat, explodes in your sight, you're hit. You are quickly you quickly lose altitude, altitude, altitude. Climb back up. Stay clear of the flat. They have a little diagram here. Showing you the uh, various things that you'll see on your screen. You have the planes in the air. You have the gauge that shows how much fuel you have left. Your position. The uh, heavy flak zone, which is the red area at the bottom of your screen. Remaining ammunition. The horizon. uh, The ground shelling, which is the flak that explodes in the air. Your gunfight. Can everybody see in the back? Come on. Okay, good. The controls. Use the joystick controller for this game. Be sure to control your cable securely plugged into the back of your game console. Hold the controller so the red button is to your upper left. I haven't seen that instruction for a while. That makes me happy. Choose level... Stop laughing. (laughs) Stop laughing. This is serious. It's a dogfight. Not literally dogfight bug. It's okay. Before the game began, set your left difficulty switch to A or B. I paid no attention to that whatsoever. So I have no idea what position my game was in. It's much harder to get away from the enemy shelling in the A position. When you start the game, and after you refuel, press the red button, the runway lights appear to move as your plane starts to move. When you gain speed, about 4 seconds, take off. If you try to take off before gaining enough speed, you'll crash. Wait too long before takeoff, and you'll run out of runway. You'll quickly get the hang of the timing. Once you're airborne, keep clear of the enemy flak, and be on the alert for enemy planes. So, you pull back on the joystick to make the plane in the air. obviously. You push the joystick forward or to the left to bank left, you push the joystick forward to make the plane dive, you push the joystick to the right uh, to make the plane bank right. All of that's pretty intuitive. If you don't move the joystick at all, you just level off and fly straight ahead. Your point of view is through the cockpit window, obviously. As you turn the plane, your view changes, obviously. You're on a gunnery mission. To fire, get the enemy in your sights, then press the red button, make a direct hit, and the enemy plane blows up. Don't stop shooting until you're you're really low on fuel. It's important to make as many hits as you can when airborne. When we were playing this a little bit this morning, we would run out of fuel and not know what to do. I guess it should have been obvious that you could just land and get more, but it wasn't um, because we're not the smartest people in the world.
1: Because Daddy never reads directions.
0: I don't. I never read directions. This is the first time I'm actually reading these directions, uh, to be honest. It's important to keep an eye on your gauges You can fly to a maximum 40 altitude This is 40,000 feet There aren't many enemy planes at this altitude Be extra careful when you dive You lose altitude fast Get down under 10 and you'd better climb out before you crash Once you're airborne, you begin using fuel Climbing uses about four times as much fuel as diving And about twice as much as flying level Wow, that sounds like math to me
1: Ew Yeah, I know
0: Be brave, Sophie When you get really low on fuel, it's time to land and refuel. Time this carefully or you might run out of fuel and crash. Watch the plane position indicator, fly into the red zone, and you're into heavy flak. The zone is even more dangerous at the lower altitudes. Keep out of this zone as much as possible. You can land at any time, but you can only refuel and take off again if you made at least 10 hits the last time up. Wait until you are really low on fuel, then fly down to zero altitude. Wait for the runway to appear approximately 4 seconds, push forward on the joystick until the horizon is all the way up, then release the joystick and you've landed. Once you land to refuel, you lose some ammo. Check your ammo gauge, you only have as much ammo as the number of hits you made the last time up. For example, if you got 11 hits, then landed, you take off with 11 ammo after refueling. If you're a crack shot, you can refuel several times. Once the plane is level after landing, you can take off again. Remember to gain enough speed before takeoff. The game ends if you crash or if you run completely out of ammo and to not take off again. Enemy planes usually fly in threes. Shoot one and two are left because that's how math works. Go after them This is, uh, when you need to get fancy when you are flying. If they fly left or right, follow them. If you need to conserve fuel, try to shoot down as many enemy planes as you can without climbing or diving. The scores range... From student pilot to novice to fighter pilot to ace pilot to double ace to triple ace. Various point values ranging, obviously, from zero up to 90.
1: And then Red Baron.
0: And then Red Baron. Sorry, there's no Red Baron level.
1: Well, there should be. It would make this game much better.
0: (laughs) Winning tips. Shoot down as many enemy planes as you can the first time in the air. That doesn't really seem like a tip so much as what you're trying to do in the game, but okay. Okay. Don't refuel until you absolutely need to. The more hits you make, the more ammo you get the next time up. When you see flak near your sight, pull back on the joystick so you're climbing when you get hit. This way, you won't dive as much when you actually get hit. A 90-day limited warranty on the game, by the way. So that's good. I wonder if my warranty has expired. Oh well. And that is how you play Air Raiders from M-Network.
2: I'm not rich or famous. I'm not a movie star, rock icon, first responder, nurse, doctor, or anybody else whom we all look up to. I'm just a schnook. Just like Bill, I love to tell stories. Unlike Bill, though, I'm not creative enough to write my own, so I just tell my own real-life stories in this book-read-by-the-author-style podcast all about life lessons growing up and every episode a segment about music music that i love artists that i admire and sometimes even my own music you can find autobiography of a schnook on all your favorite podcast suppliers or you can go to schnookpodcast.com that's s-c-h-n-o-o-k podcast.com And I firmly believe the good goes around, and I sincerely hope that Autobiography of a Schnook proves to be some good that goes around your way.
0: Atari HQ, in its review, observes that upon first glance, this game has a lot going for it. You almost think it's the Intellivision version, which I don't think I've ever actually played. Sophie, have you ever played the Intellivision version of Air Raiders? Yes! (laughs) Really? Yeah! What did you think of it?
1: Um, it was as bad as this
0: one. Hey, let's uh, let's back up for a second. Do you even know what Intellivision is? Nope. All right. You've already sort of given us a peek into your review of this game, though. All right, well, we'll get to, th- to that later. They do think the game has a decent game engine for the slim aspect in place, but unfortunate the Air Raiders falls on its face in battle, and they're all the same. All of them have the exact same attributes and behavior, and they all fly at exactly the same distance from you. They give the graphics a 7... Sound a six, gameplay a five, overall score of five. Uh, Kaida Lida wrote this review, if I'm reading that correctly. All right. Well, after the break, before we take off, please fasten your seat belts, return your seats to the upright locked position, and wait, you know what? If you're on a plane in the middle of COVID, just make sure you're not touching anything. Hover above the seat. Don't touch anyone. Not even um, your mom.
1: Or the air.
0: Or the air. Don't even touch the air. Yes. That's good advice, Sophie.
1: Hold your breath. You'll be fine. That's right. Probably.
0: And hold your breath until the next segment of this show, which comes up right after this. Up, up and away in my beautiful machine. Wait, that's hot air balloons. Oh, well. We're playing, uh, what are we playing? Air Raiders. It's a flight simulator. Uh, there's the screen. You can, those of you watching the field report, altimeter hits. ammo. this was the last game we played. Sophie helped me out with that one. I am doing the uh, honors for the fuel report. I'm in the cockpit. Uh, let's see what happens. I've never been crazy about flight simulators, so this could be interesting. Um, Sophie, will you hit reset? She's trying real hard to crawl under the camera. All right, here we go. Good, you know, realistic, in quotes, looking flight simulator. Um, obviously, you have to take into account the error that it was made, but it looks good. The takeoff was good, the flight is good, gun sight's good, all of that. bugs, tags jingling in the background. has nothing to do with the game, but, you know, I'm almost out of ammo. That's not good. No mid-air restocking, I guess. And I know you're out there somewhere. This is only, like, some altitude there. This is only, like, the second time I've actually played this game. Hey... in here somewhere i'll think about it before i get to the episode back to you in the studio hey
2: everyone this is michael one of the hosts of the atari XeGS cart by cart podcast do you like atari of course you do what about the 8-bit computer line it was one of the best well how about you consider joining bill david kieran and myself as we review the cartridge-based games for atari's 8-bit computer line we also review budget games which are mostly released only in the uk But that's not all. We also dig up game history, share personal experiences, and perform questionable comedy. You'll get all of that, and for free, just by listening to us on either iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's x-e-g-s, the number eight, bit.com. And when you're done listening, please send us your hate mail, because we really need the feedback so we know someone is tuning in.
0: Hey, it's me, Bill, your host, the guy you've been listening to this whole episode. Do you enjoy the stories I write and read to you every week on this podcast, but you feel like you just need a break from my voice? I get it. My family does sometimes, too. Here's an option. Some of the stories from the show are now collected in a volume titled Misery Banana, Very Short Stories Inspired by Old Games and Odd Thoughts. You can order it wherever you like to order books. I hope you'll check it out. Thanks. So, here's the thing about air raiders. Sophie, do we like air raiders? No. Alright, can you elaborate on that? Why don't we like air raiders?
1: It was boring.
0: Why is it boring?
1: Because you just sit there and wait for planes, and they only come, like, every 30 seconds.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what the uh, Atari HQ reviewer was getting at. The, the dogfights are all pretty much the same. And uh, they always, the enemy planes always move the same way.
1: And it's hard to move your plane. It doesn't go fast enough.
0: Yeah, I guess I kind of noticed that too. I, I've never been a fan of flight simulators. I know there are people who absolutely love, video game people who absolutely love flight simulators. My roommate in college was nuts for flight simulators. And that was many years ago. Uh, so obviously they've even gotten more advanced now. I, but I've never been a fan. I get too turned around in in the uh, flying the little fake plane on the screen, and sometimes they do move kind of slow. So, uh, I'm not crazy about them. I think, Air Raiders, I think Air Raiders has a lot of potential, actually. If I played it some more, I might like it more. Now that I actually realize you can land and refuel, which... Or
1: if you read the directions. Uh,
0: if I'd read the directions beforehand, I would know I could have landed and refueled. Yes. Maybe that would make it more fun. Uh, I don't know. I didn't necessarily not have fun, but I only played it like twice today, so... I don't know. I don't hate it as much as you do, I guess. But I don't know how much time I'll spend playing it either. So, time will tell. Any more comments about Air Raiders?
1: There's a bug on the ceiling.
0: The dog's on the ceiling?
1: No, an insect.
0: Oh, maybe it wants to learn about playing Air Raiders.
1: Or it wants to come eat me.
0: Or maybe it's excited for the next segment of the show.
2: It's story time on Atari Bites. Yes, it's story, 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 story time
0: with Bill. Sophie, do you have a story prepared for the people to listen to today?
1: What story can you make of that game?
0: Oh, you'd be surprised. I take that as a no. No. All right. Well, I do.
1: Good for you. (laughs)
0: Thank you. This week's story is titled "Corporate Air Raiders." Ted Calhoun stepped out onto the porch of his ranch-style rent-to-own house, sidestepping the missing boards. In Ted's day, slumlords like Kent would have been easy prey for a savvy land developer, bulldozed the shacks, and put up something useful. But here, Ted was in a shack of his own. A guy Ted's age couldn't afford to fall, so he would talk to Kent tonight. Besides, Kent was already doing him a favor cutting Ted a good deal when he got out of prison. With a groan, Ted lowered himself into the seat of his old Volvo and headed in to work. He always knew he'd work till he dropped, but on chilly mornings well into his golden years, there were days he considered retiring, if he had the money. The car rolled over 180,000 miles as Ted rolled to a stop in the faculty parking lot. He watched his cracked loafers as he went up the steps at Byron Dunkel High School on arthritic knees. How he Ted Calhoun ended up here was a mystery a mixture of luck senior citizen charm and a series of called in favors mostly some days he regretted it to be honest most days he didn't Ted straightened his wrinkled tie and swung open the door to his classroom just as sophomore Destiny Williams did a backflip over Eddie Steele and crashed into the small desk that constituted his office these days pretty much wiping his coffee cup and other meager possessions to the floor yep some days he regretted his decision more than others "'People,' Ted Calhoun said. "'Rangle yourselves into your desks.' He sighed a bit as he waited for peace to regain foothold. Once, he'd led hundreds of who shuddered a bit when he approached and would do whatever he asked. Now he had a class of 30 who might quit talking for as long as three or four minutes at a time. Ted picked up a marker and wrote in large letters on the whiteboard, "'Corporations. "'Anyone know what a corporation is? "'It's that game where you use tweezers "'to pull the little plastic leg bone out of the patient.' said Kyle Miles, grinning as his eyes never broke contact with his phone. That's operation, not corporation, his buddy behind him said. Oh right, Kyle said. You mean the legal way of forming a group of people into one company that can buy and sell stuff and make contracts and stuff like that just like a person? The rest of the class applauded. Kyle wore an expression conveying that he was used to that. Very succinct, Ted said. You really were listening yesterday. He looked out over the nonplussed classroom. The advent of the corporation, Ted said, ushered in a new era of business that would later usher in a new age where power and money reigned. He paused for effect, but had little. But can anyone tell me where Kurt, who Kurt Kakorian is? Ted asked, pressing ahead. No one could. Carl Icahn? Ted said. No one. How about T. Boone Pickens? The name got a laugh, but not recognition. "'Sir James Goldsmith?' Tim said. "'My dad likes to listen to Sir Paul McCartney,' Eliza said, whoever that is. "'Not quite the same thing,' Ted said. "'I actually met Paul, though, a couple of times, but that's a story for another time.' "'No, these people were all powerful, wealthy men who—' "'Patriarchy,' Kyle said. "'Well, the business world was different than I grant you,' Ted said. "'Corporations were powerful drivers of the economy. "'They employed so many people, provided goods and services— but sometimes they got too powerful. Then it was time for a, a group of elite, smart, dedicated men. And only men, Kelly said. Frequently, yes, Ted acknowledged. They were called, he paused and scribbled on the whiteboard in bold block letters, Corporate Raiders. He tapped the board. Anyone know what these are? Football team, suggested someone. 1980s hair band said another. You're thinking of Paul Revere and the Raiders, Ted said. Good stuff. They weren't actually a hairband, but Ted knew these kids wouldn't know the difference, and he wanted to move on. There was a collective shrug. Corporate raiders were people or groups of people who would seek out vulnerable corporations, buy up shares of their stock to get control of the business, then sell all or part of the company off for a profit. Like a lion takes down the slowest wildebeest in the pack, Kyle said. Well put, Ted agreed. That's pretty creepy, Kelly said. Sometimes... Ted said, nodding, but history forgets how some of these raiders were heroes, stepping in to prevent the evil that can corrupt those in power. Defense contractors, pharmaceutical companies, even food processors, all were vulnerable to being exploited by people who cared only about money. The 80s is already known as the me-decade, the mantra greed is good and all that, but how much worse would it have been if the raiders hadn't swooped in to break up the monopolies before they broke up the country, literally sometimes. "'For, you see, there there was an elite group of heroes called...' "'Ted turned back to the whiteboard and inserted a carrot between corporate and raiders "'and wrote, wrote the word air above it. "'Corporate air raiders?' Kelly said, incredulous. "'What's that?' "'A mighty and secretive force of corporate leaders "'dedicated to the belief that business is good, that earning money is okay, "'but that one should not do so with trickery or deceit "'or in a way that exploits the goodwill of ordinary workers.' But greed is good, Kyle pointed out. You said it yourself. I said, that's what a lot of people thought back then. But not everyone. Not the corporate air raiders. They kept greed at bay. How? Kelly asked. Give us an example. She wasn't buying any of this, but sensed a time-wasting yarn might be coming, a good bridge to sophomore lunch period. But Ted wasn't biting. That's confidential, Ted said. Mm -hmm. Part of the air raiders deal with the government. The raiders do their work quietly. The government provides the funding for jetpacks and stock buys, Anyway, the class woke up. Jetpacks? Several of them said. Of course, Ted said. How else were the air raiders to get to Man- to get from Manhattan to Los Angeles to stop a takeover before the close of stock trading for the day? The raiders glide in, subdue the guards at a given corporation known to be planning a bad merger or release an unsafe product or whatever, and remove the corrupt CEO. Then they work the stock deal in their favor and put the corporation in question back on the straight and narrow. Simple, really. Now, who can explain corporate mergers? The class, though, was still stuck on the jetpacks, ultimately deciding, as the class wore on, that Ted was basically describing less-cool Iron Man wannabes in three-piece suits. It was a good enough time killer until cinnamon rolls in the lunchroom. As the kids filed out of the classroom, one of them said, Hey, Mr. Calhoun, tomorrow can you tell us about how Spider-Man solved the Great Depression? Ted Calhoun sat alone in his classroom, reflecting on his life choices. Teaching was hard, man. These kids, they were so smart, but there was so much they didn't know. He, Ted, wasn't sure he'd ever been all that smart, but he'd learned a lot. Not all of his choices were great. See, the prison stay referred to earlier, but he knew who he was. That was something, at least. He was a teacher. These kids, smart as they were, they didn't understand what the world they were going into had waiting for them. Corporations driving governments, governments dictating people. Ted stepped slowly to the closet at the back of the classroom and unlocked the door, which opened with a creak. With a soft thrum, the jetpack hovered there, straining against its tether, waiting to be called into action. Ted was a teacher, yes, but the way the world was going, perhaps he'd be much more again one day soon. (coughs) Hi, this is
2: 8-Bit Rocket, Jeff Fulton, from the Into the Vertical Blank Generation Atari Podcast, and you are listening to the incomparable William Pepper and his wonderful stories of the game within a game on the Atari Bytes Podcast.
0: When you are done here, come visit us in the Vertical Blank. Now, back to Bill. And that's our show. Big thanks to Sophie for playing the Flight Simulator Air Raiders, her new favorite game, Right? The The Alright, maybe not her new favorite game. Thanks to Kevin McLeod and com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, to take a chance in Pinball Spring. Thanks to Sean Courtney, who is still very much alive, for the story time <laughs> theme. Thanks to M. Carp for the What Game is Henry Playing while we podcast about a different game theme, which you didn't hear this week, but it's in my notes, so I just sort of mechanically just read it now you'll hear that theme someday whenever Henry comes back to the show pour some review kibble wait a minute that's my fancy way of saying last week that you should do a review on Apple Podcasts let me try that again jump into the cockpit and glide on over to Apple Podcasts and fire some ammo into a review of this show or something I don't know you know what just go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five star review of the show that would be lovely. Email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at AtariBytes. Or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also, look us up on Instagram. And don't forget, you can call us too. I'm not going to answer the phone. Sophie's not going to answer the phone. Henry's certainly not going to answer the phone. But you can leave a message. Talk about pretty much anything you want. 563-265-1978 and what, Sophie?
1: Call and tell us what you were for Halloween.
0: Sure, why not? Uh, We're recording this right after Halloween. You're hearing it about a week after the holiday. So, yeah, go ahead. Tell us what you were for Halloween. Why not? What else? Now you made me lose my place.
1: Well, you should keep your place better.
0: (laughs) Uh, Check out the website, www.carnivalofgleecreations.com. There's all sorts of stuff over there. Social media, show notes, episodes... For Atari Bytes, from my other show, it's a podcast, Charlie Brown. Uh, there's a whole section devoted to books that I've written and uh, what they're about and links to some places that you can order those. All that stuff over there on CarnivalOfGleeCreations.com. Also, give some thought to supporting the show on the Patreon project. Go over there to the Atari Bytes page on Patreon.com, link in the show notes, to uh, become a subscriber there and help keep the lights on here in the podcast studio. Subscribers, depending on what level you subscribe at, can get access to these episodes early. You don't necessarily have to wait until the day they come out to hear them. Um, you may also get bonus content, including every week we put up a video, um, a, a truly awful uh, video of the field report, so you can actually see what we're seeing on the screen. Uh, and occasionally we put some other stuff up there too that you're only going to hear if you're a Patreon supporter. The other Benefit of subscribing on the Patreon Is you get to hang out with the cool kids Including Michael Tyler Jose Cazeda, uh, The still alive Sean Courtney Aerospike, Spike, M West And Jim Doble They're already subscribers and you want to be cool like them Plus they need some supervision So. And they're alive And they're all alive, yes So go hang out with them, thanks in advance We're just about out of here, anything else you need to say before we leave Sophie?
1: Merry Christmas
0: Merry Christmas, sure why not we don't know when they're listening to this. It might yeah. be Christmas time. All right. Next time on Atari Bytes. That was scary and serious. Stop laughing. We're playing Taz. Uh, a while ago, we did Bugs Bunny. And a long time ago, we did Roadrunner. And this time, we're playing Taz, uh, a game inspired by, the, uh, of course, the Tasmanian Devil from the Looney Tunes cartoons. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um Who knows? Maybe Sophie will be back for that one. Maybe Henry will be here. Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, Sean Connery's ghost will be here. I I don't know. You'll just have to tune in and see. So, until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you.
2: Oh, 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 oh,